Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. And I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. Welcome back, everyone. Congratulations, you've made it. I am proud of you. One more week down. I wanted to start in kind of... It's not a weird place for me. Um, But I feel like it might seem like a weird place to listeners because I generally go with, like, super black power, black history type things. But there was one movie that came up in our, our list this week that just seemed like I was looking at my life. So I've mentioned my mother multiple times before. My mother is a white lady. She's a sweet white lady. I love her very much. She's also very German. And and so there's this thing that Americans do that, like, you're American, but you're also this other thing. And then you get this, like, it's like the Taco Bell of ethnicities, right? (laughs) Like, it's not really Mexican, but, like, you're going to say it's Mexican, and that's a hill you're going to die on. And I feel like that's the kind of German that my family and the entire town that I grew up in is. Like, everything is German. We talk about it being German. But then, like, the people who actually still speak German, like, in the colonies, like, we don't, mm, they're different, right? And so this movie really spoke to me. It is called Over Christmas. And it's kind of the play on where it's like it happens over Christmas, but it's also like this dude is totally over Christmas. And that's generally how I feel about Christmas as the only Muslim in my very, very, very German Catholic family. And this movie is just like the quintessential German passive aggressiveness And just showcases the nuggets of diamond in the coal hearts of German families. And I just, I'm gonna have to watch it. Um, It is about Bastian Kollinger, who is having his first Christmas after a really, you know, like, not necessarily bad breakup, but a really, like, heartbreaking breakup And he's going home, and his brother shows up with his ex. (laughs) And it's just, like I said, complete German passive aggressiveness of, like, how are we going to navigate this? Like, the mom as the matriarch, because that's a thing. Even though the patriarchy totally exists, it's really that lady. Like, that lady is in charge. And she's like, no, this is Christmas. You're staying and you're going to get along and you're going to pretend and you're going to pretend better than anyone else has pretended before. Get over it. It's Christmas. We need pictures. And I just feel that so hard. There's also a really bamf grandma. And I also identify with that. It is in German, which is fine for me, but maybe not fine for everyone else. So know that going in. Subtitles will be a thing. 
Um, and it's on Netflix and it comes out November 27th, which I also appreciate that it is a Christmas movie, but they're just releasing it in kind of the Christmas season, not at Christmas. And I think that that's really cool. They did wait until after American Thanksgiving, which I also appreciate. And yeah, I'm just... <laughs> I I feel really called out by this movie, Mikel. <laughs> just really called out. And I'm kind of excited and kind of feel like I'm going to need to take some breaks. <laughs> I I feel that. I feel that. Um I think I have some like German ancestry, but like it's very much like several times removed, so like it's not that. But um I definitely come from like the Filipino Catholic family and like we love Christmas, too. We love Midnight Mass a lot. We like going to Midnight Mass in droves. And Midnight Mass lasts so much longer than regular Mass. It's it's actively impressive. Um, Yeah, it sounds, it sounds fun. And I think more people should watch movies with subtitles more often. Because movies are good. And it's always fascinating on, like, just, like, seeing how other, other places handle films. Because, like, we have... We've talked about this before. We've talked about this many, many times. Because it's something that's always worth mentioning. But, like, the U.S. has this particular way of making a film that is, like, fundamentally different when someone else makes the film on somewhere else with different uh, cultural backgrounds and different, like, cultural, like... I want to use memes here because meme is definitely the the thing as like a cultural unit, you know. Yeah, like we have yeah. different benchmarks, we have different things that we are comparing this to actively, and I feel like it's always cool seeing how that happens, and also cool seeing like how localization comes into play. And I I can barely speak English, so like I always appreciate <laughs> subtitles. Um, and yeah, and I also have this weird thing with Netflix in particular because their subtitles for like a lot of things are just straight up trash. Oh yeah. Just straight up trash. Yeah. But they seem to like care every once in a while so it's just sort of like I hope I hope this one's fine. And I'm sure it is fine but like every time I try to watch an anime on Netflix like it's so bad. It's so My bad. My favorite is when you watch the dubbed version also with subtitles and they're completely different. It just does not match. It's completely different. It's like you you have so much money and you just gave up and you just did not do anything with this. And like I think when when B Stars was like airing, they just like misspelled character names like inconsistently <laughs> for like out episodes. Yep. It's just sort of like you have so much money. You've you've upped a subscription cost. Surely you can spend some of that to make sure that your localization is somewhat acceptable. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Christmas time, post Thanksgiving movies. Who who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to be reminded about the family <laughs> constantly? Yeah. Yes, and I appreciate that this seems to be a positive display of the negative parts of family if that makes sense yeah yeah it does it so does. yeah i i like that i like that it's a weird way to start the news week but <laughs> it's been a weird week um, and we'll get to that part later but right now uh we get to talk about how in this continually but not surprisingly quiet week in pop culture 
we do have a couple things that we are able to parse and look out for and like look into just a little bit not a lot of it because it's it's been a it's been a week it's been tuesday seven days in a row um but disney has given us some stuff to talk about and we are always thankful for the mouse the greedy capitalist mouse giving us content and giving us news to mull over so uh, as everyone should already know, the Mandalorian's back, so that's great. We get our weekly rollout adventure of our favorite Western adventures in babysitting. Baby Yoda's great. The Mandalorian's great. Uh, but Disney Plus also has promised to give us the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, a sentence which is truly something to hear in the year 2020, given the reputation and pedigree of both Lego Star Wars, generally being fantastic, and the Star Wars Holiday Special, generally being not that thing. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they take this uh, spin on Life Day and that celebration and all of that fun stuff and seeing it in Lego form. And there's lots of good visual humors. We talked about the poster a couple weeks ago. It's still still a fantastic poster. Um, however, Disney's also not giving us all of the content, as Variety has reported that Disney has indefinitely postponed Ryan Reynolds and Taki Watiti's Free Guy and Kenneth Braun's Death on the Nile. I do not care about the later at all. But Free Guy's latest trailer was, like, surprisingly endearing, and this is just, again, the compounded effects of our current circumstances continuing to be exhausting, because all of these movies are just getting shifted further and further back, and we are still hesitant to release things on VOD for whatever reason, and we always are trying to keep this movie theater thing afloat, and it's just, it's not sustainable, it's not working, and <laughs> I'm so tired of everything. And which leads us to, to the final bit of stuff that we got from, from the Disney side, and this is continuing on that, like, downward trend, where Deadline had this exclusive that informed us that ESPN, also owned by the mouse, if you weren't already aware of all of the stuff that's owned by the mouse, uh, laid off several hundred employees, and then there was a handful of other layoffs elsewhere in the Disney offices, including Searchlight Pictures, the marketing group, and their theatrical stage team, because also no stage theaters are doing anything right now for reasons that are... <laughs> talked about constantly and we will continue to talk about them as they continue to affect all of the nerdy news um because that's just how things work but disney's out here at least giving us star wars content and at least we have that going for us for the next couple weeks so any thoughts so many thoughts on so many of these things um we'll start we'll start with lego star wars which (laughs) I don't even know how to feel about that trailer. <laughs> like, I one of the things that I like about Lego as a franchise is I don't a franchise isn't the right word. It doesn't matter. Lego as a thing, right, is that they have no problem leaning into their own ridiculousness. And I feel like that's what this trailer did is like we really want to use all of these characters. We could write a really cool story or time travel. Like, let's go with that. And I feel like that in itself lives up to kind of the, like, 
Star Wars holiday special tradition. So, so I am interesting to see. I feel like it's probably not going to be a great movie on its own, but I feel like it is going to be an automatic cult classic that is a great addition to both the Lego Star Wars universe and the Star Wars universe. So that will be interesting to say the least. Um, postponing things. It's a thing, right? Um, I, I did not watch Murder on the Orient Express, which is the first in Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh's redoing Agatha Christie's mystery series. That's what the death on the Nile thing is. So if you are into like old school noir detective mystery things, that's your boat and you're going to have to wait for death on the Nile. Um, free guy, I thought. I I don't I don't even know. I'm not I'm not super distressed that it's being delayed. Um probably wasn't going to see it anyway. But maybe once it does hit streaming, I would watch it. That's that's kind of the level that I felt about that film. So, we'll see. Ryan Reynolds is is generally endearing, so, you know. Um I do you know the the postponing and the weird keeping keeping theaters afloat it sucks right cuz i feel like like we talked not too long ago about the yellow rose of texas which looked like it was going to be super amazing but only went out in theaters uh jackie chan's got a new like actually legit jackie chan movie like what you think of when you think jackie chan his movie Vanguard seems like it's going to be that it's coming out in theaters, which means that I feel like a lot of really good movies are not going to get to kind of take their place in history because the studios have this weird, we need to keep theaters alive because maybe that will give us more money. It just, yeah. It sucks, but we'll get through it. Also, I realized when you said that you were just tired of everything, that 2020 must be extremely hard on emo kids. (laughs) Because I remember being a scene kid, and that was like, hashtag tired of everything would be a mood. But now, that's not like a thing. (laughs) It's just how everybody feels. It's like when hipsters get their thing <laughs> taken over by the mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's happening to emo and scene kids right now. So I apologize that the world is so depressing that you no longer have a niche. We'll find you a new one, I promise. There will be there will be more niches. There will be different types <laughs> of tired. We the scientists yeah. have discovered several new types of tired. We just haven't finished categorizing and classifying them yet. So, like, don't worry. We got the best minds working on it. We're going to find you a better lexicon for this perpetual exhaustion that was January, February, March, 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 March. Sometime in summer, October, which is just Halloween, and then the first week of November. (laughs) That sounds... That sounds like the year. I really like that calendar. Now we need to sell that calendar. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Um, 
Okay, so we're, we're actually going to say the thing, because it's the thing that's been on everyone's mind. This was the week of the United States election, and we've been, we've been alluding to the fact that there have been no other news stories, because everything else was tuned on to that. So, uh, we also got the results of said election. And, Finally. Oh, good God. Oh, good God. Longest, longest Tuesday ever. Um, so before we before we learned about the fact that Joe Biden will become the forty sixth president of the United States and Kamala Harris will become the forty uh, sixth uh, vice president of the United States, um, we were talking about sort of like we're just going to talk about things that we are looking forward to in like the vague vacuum of everything, and that we have this to look forward to. So do do, do you want to start us off? Well. <sighs> I agree with Nina Turner, and if you don't know what that is, you can look it up, but I agree with Nina Turner's feelings about Biden. I am very, very glad that it is Biden and not the other one. But I am super duper duper excited about Kamala Harris, right? So Kamala Harris is so many firsts, right? She is the first black vice president. She is the first female vice president. She is the first South Asian vice president. And obviously then she is also the first intersection of all of those things. She's also the first female black South Asian vice president. Um, and that's awesome. I, you know, so I was in the military and one of the things that you have, you always have like a wall of pictures, right? And, and it's the pictures of like, who's in charge at your unit? So that if you just came in, like maybe you should study this. But you always have that kind of same... I feel like you have that same kind of picture in, in elementary schools as well of, like, all of the presidents. And, you know, we we got our one blip of color for the presidency and went back very quickly. Um, and so, you know, hopefully this is not just a blip of color, but it is the first blip of color that has ever been around in the vice presidency and... That is exciting. And yeah, I I am excited about that. I think it will be good for the country um, because that's what America looks like. Crazy. But yeah, I think overall it is a very, very good thing. And yeah. How about you? How do you feel about that? It's been Tuesday for seven days, and I'm going to keep saying it because it still feels correct. Um, <laughs> there's always the caveat here, right? Which is sort of like, I'm glad the other one lost, and the person who won is the, the, the better alternative, right? And I keep thinking about, like, just on like my personal like self-scale, which is sort of like, okay, so what's the next thing that we need to do? to keep this going in a lot of different ways because like this isn't this isn't over it's really just beginning anew and in a way that's sort of like i no longer fear for the safety of all of my friends you know 
Um, cause like that, that was really the, the big threshold to get over, which is sort of like, we have to establish this, this one thing and then we can look towards the next thing. So, and now I feel less guilty about, about what I'm going to talk about next. Um, <laughs> because, cause now I'm not actively worrying about the state of the free world. And I can just think about Destiny 2's coming out with its new expansion on Tuesday. Finally. Finally. And I'm going to be beyond useless to literally everyone in all of my circles. Um, and that might have been true no matter what scenario, but like now I feel less guilty about it. Because I get to go to a moon somewhere in deep space with ice and get space ice powers. And then I get to freeze a bunch of robots while being a robot, while learning about the, the, the fictional history of robots. So, you know, I'm excited about that as a, as a person. I feel like there is definite validity to like different kinds of escapism right and Mm -hmm. now your escapism can just be like I want to have fun in my life whereas Mm -hmm. before it was like oh dear lord (laughs) please let me pretend that I'm anywhere but here Mm -hmm. Uh, and it had a much darker streak to it so Mm -hmm. I I definitely get that That, that's that's a great way to put it in, in a lot of different ways, because it's exhausting. It's it's been exhausting, and yeah. So that that was that was like the thing I'm most excited about right now, and I I also continue to be excited about this thing that relates to the continual delays of movies forever. Um, but like one day, and I don't know when this day will be, but hopefully it will be sooner. Now, um, I'm going to be able to see the new Demon Slayer film, and. The Demon Slayer film has been doing numbers, and I, I, I gleaned this from Wikipedia, but, like, it got 1.2 billion yen on its opening day, which is $11.3 million. It grossed its 4.6 billion yen on its, like, opening weekend. It was the best three-day opening weekend ever in Japanese theaters, even with the pandemic going on. And it's crossed over 10 billion yen and just, like, beaten spirited away for all of its records. And it's just, it's incredible that all of that is happening. And one day I will see it and it will be great. Um, but yeah, n- the big thing for me is that Beyond Light is coming out and I'm about to become useless, Beyond Useless. A tagline I've been telling everyone and I'm so sorry you have to hear this bad, bad language joke. I, I I get it. I'm totally with it. I feel like I will do things in solidarity with you. So I feel like I will face my fear of horror <laughs> in order to, you know, when it's safe, mm-hmm. see Demon Slayer, just so that we can talk about it. And I will, in fact, force my husband to play Destiny 2 Beyond Light so that I have some idea of what you are talking about. I'm not sure because I know. Because I love I'm you as a about. friend. I, I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> uh, but for me, things that I am kind of looking forward to one is kind of super local and super personal, but um, the food pantry at our. So I work at a community college and we have had a food pantry for over a year now but because of covid it wasn't open and that's been something that's weighed really heavy on my heart because all of our students not all of our students but a large majority of our students use it and we know that the pandemic has made getting food even more difficult so if food pantries were something that you relied on 
like for those to close was really, really hard. And it is opening up next week and I get to go in and work as part of the volunteer crew. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then in more nerdy, nerdy spheres, I guess, it's November, which means, I know, time is weird, so don't worry if you're like, wait, November? Is that a real thing? It is. It's okay. Everything will be fine. Um, that also means that it is National Novel Writing Month. Uh, I signed up for that. Maybe not a good decision, but I'm going to, right now the goal is to hit like a hundred words. And then once we get there, then maybe we'll go for a thousand, but we're starting low this year. And I think that that is fair. Um, I do think that maybe we're at a point where we can at least see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so I think that these two things coinciding are really great because you can kind of start to crawl towards that light with your word count. Um, and I always love NaNoWritmo. It's always a good way to hang out with your friends and push your creative juices and see where things are at in, in your life and in your world. And yeah, I think it'll be really fun. So do that if you like writing. Even if you like, a lot of my friends are in like RPGs and comics and stuff and they still do NaNoWritmo even though they're not writing a novel. It tends to help them with like their world building and things like that. So if you like creating things, maybe check it out. It's I haven't done nano properly in like several years because like I've, I've shifted genres so many different times yep. which is like it yep. hasn't made sense to me. But I always... I always like the this idea of just sort of like, your goal is not to write something well, your goal is to just write. And that is something that like I've definitely internalized from, from my past ex- nanos, and I feel like that that's a lesson that, that is always nice to keep in the back pocket, just sort of like, you can write something bad, but if you wrote something that is that is worth commending, and you will find something that is a stepping stone to something greater later on, really. So, good luck with that. A hundred words is <laughs> both a little and a lot, and that that's also just words. Yeah, it, I mean, it's been a week, and we haven't done one. So, <laughs> maybe today's the day. I hope so. I hope the so. last Tuesday of the week is yes. going to be the day. Yes, excellent, excellent. Happy end of Tuesday. <laughs> so, um... As is tradition with this weekend news, even though we didn't have all of the things, there's still always more to be talked about. So here is a patented lightning round where we discuss some headlines that just came away that we don't want to talk about in detail, but we still want you to know. So, Bioware announced on N7 Day that the Mass Effect trilogy will be getting a full remaster that contains all base and DLC content from the original trilogy, all optimized for 4K Ultra HD. That's exciting. They've been teasing this forever, and now it actually exists. Good job, team. Um, and then there are all vague mentions of a new Mass Effect game in the vague and nebulous future, which will continue to be vague and nebulous. Early reviews of Spider-Man Miles Morales, one of the flagship titles for PlayStation 5, have been absolutely stellar and we've seen lots of clips coming out of that including one where miles is using asl to talk to to 
another teenager, which is really great. And Insomniac also, like, just had this long pre-thread of, like, here are all of the accessibility options that we've made available in this game because they want to emphasize that, like, anyone can wear the mask and anyone can play the game, which is really dope of them to do and to have all of those settings built in at launch for all of these players. And... Again, as a reminder for good things that may eventually come into this world, Donald Glover just sort of randomly tweeted out that Atlanta seasons 3 and 4 are going to be some of the best television ever made. Sopranos are only ones who can touch us. So, you know, I'm excited for Atlanta season 3. I've been excited, and maybe we'll see it soon. So... If you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in the news, feel free to tweet us at Black Nerd Problems with the hashtag TWINN. That was this week in Nerd News, or maybe this Tuesday in Nerd News. Who knows? Tune in next week for hopefully more pop culture. I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I am your host, Victoria Bertin. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next week, and maybe we'll be one of the new types of tired our scientists have discovered. <laughs>